Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, and this is going to be episode 92 with designer Aaron Draplin, whose personality and energy captured my interest after watching his wonderful lynda.com tutorial about his creative process regarding logo design. Aaron and I talk about family, running a business, the artist's journey, dealing with criticism and haters. This is a great one, guys. Lots of juicy bits for you all. You guys are going to love this one. Big thanks to Aaron for coming on the show and sharing his life with us. This is going to be episode 92. Let's roll. energy that you had in that lynda.com thing i somebody sent it along to me i'm like holy shit this guy is so fucking awesome so much fun and i passed it along to a couple friends of mine um, who are really knee deep in design and they're like yeah that guy's awesome you should get him on the show because he's just like full of character and stuff and so here well, cool. we are that's, good. that's a good review that thing got a million views wow it's really changed um a lot of things for me that's which, amazing uh, not in a bad way, but you know, like little kids are coming up to me at tables at dinner or, or, <laughs> you know, which is all fun. But I mean, little kids, man. That's so cool. the idea that like we cleaned everything up in that video and I didn't say one piss shit fuck or whatever in that video because, <laughs> you know, there was the idea that it, not that it would go big, just that we, they wanted to be for all audiences. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm open to that, but you know, that was supposed to be a crusty little promo video. Um, you know, with the goofy music, they put it and stuff, you know, yeah. just this, just for them, and it went ape shit. Now, you know, of course, Monday morning quarterback in the thing. You know, they didn't. You know, they didn't leave the section in where I say I don't make logos in fifteen minutes. They didn't. They didn't leave that in there. You know, mm. someone made a, a call for that because it made it juicier. Sure. And that's just how it's always going to be. So now I'm kind of having to like, you know, every morning I get up and there's forty emails from <laughs> you know dubstep DJs saying, you know, how much is your logo price for make a symbol? You know, like broken English <laughs> and shit. And it's fine, but it's kind of like they weren't calling a month ago. You know. Sure. So it's been interesting and weird and fun. And, you know, I'm still the same dipshit making logos, you know, no, in, my, that's awesome. in, my, in my thing. So, so anyway, okay, well, why don't, we, why don't we start officially? Let's do it. And, and then you guys, so how, we guys, you know. There's the no, little, like, real official start, honestly. Okay, it's like we okay. just kind of lead into it, whatever the conversation works. Yeah, all right. Well, then, you know, throw me some curveballs. Let's see what happens. All sure. Right. Well, I mean, aside from doing, you know, design work and working on all your stuff and building your, your empire – what do you do on off time? Do you even have off time? Like what, it, what's some things that get you excited? Cause like from my take from your Linda video, it's like you have a lot of charisma and energy and personality. And I feel that in your work and where does that all come from? Is there, a, can you, well, I think a grand appreciation number one for just being able to do it, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I love that, you know, first of all, thank you, Ash. I, I you know, listen, You've already, before this thing even started recording, you said so, so many nice things. Thank you. You know, um, I, I am, am new to this game, but I'm not new to this game. I'm new to people being interested in what I do. Um, but, I, but then again, I'm not. It's been four or five years of this bullshit. But I'll tell you what, I was excited to do this podcast driving back from the Oregon coast today. We just went and spent a couple of days on the Oregon coast, um, Lee and I. And, and like, you know, to go and to, to answer your question, what would I do with downtime? Well, I still worked on the logo while I was there and, <laughs> and because I, I really like it, but yeah, you know, I'm up against the, I'm up against it with that one where I'm stressed out and stuff, but it's kind of like, um, 
you know, the, the couple minutes where I had, you know, it's just me doing whatever the hell I want. I, I, I watch a documentary, you know, yeah. or just take a breather and just take a nap, try to like nap for a while. So you know, to answer that, I love to go junking, you know, I love to go and just, you know, people watch at some public thing. It's always really interesting to me to see, you know, all the different goofy pressure systems of like fashion and stuff, you know, that people are so caught up with or, or whatever that would be. So like, you know, to, we went to this thing last weekend where it was called the Antique Expo. And, you know, you just blast through it. It's four or 500 booths. And I can't really think of a funner Saturday for me, you know? It's cool. like, oh, it was incredible. I mean, just Sensory the overload. Yeah, just the randomness of, you know, you walk up on a booth and it's all glassware. You just know to keep moving, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you walk up on a booth that's full of, you know, fucking baby clothes and you just know to keep moving, whatever. But, you know, the walk up in that booth that's, like beautiful vintage um, um, uh, child's toys, oh, you got to cool. stop and really process it, you know. And it's not just to say, "Oh, I want this thing." It's really to like discover all the great little dead graphics and discover all these little. So you know, so here's the thing: is even in that really fun day, I'm working, you know. And that's really the bigger metaphor here: is even yes. when I'm in in the shop and I'm freaking out, you know. It, yeah, it's work, but it doesn't feel like work, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking through your stuff right now, man, and like, you know, you got to work on Ender's Game. <laughs> I didn't even watch the movie, but the Flame and Lips did a couple good songs for it, right? 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 So, listen, whatever you, whatever the hell you got to do for it, I have a hard time believing that you didn't like making this stuff. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, if, if you were to tell me, no, they were just terrible, well, that's the stuff that no one needs to hear. But as me just flipping through what you do, it's impressive stuff, and it looks like you love it, and I, and I don't even really know what you do. But, I mean, I'm touching <laughs> these things, and I'm going, well, I mean, do you do graphics? Do you do, you know, okay, okay. But, but see, what I'm getting at is, like, if I was a kid who was into comics and was at your level, and I can't tell if it's a big level or a little level, and I, I don't really know anymore about any of this, this work, so I'm constantly blown away, I would just, from my very naive standpoint, say, God, man, you're working on, like, the biggest stuff, I think, you know? You're working on the biggest stuff and you're doing incredible stuff for it. You're making a living in the comic book realm or whatever it is, or action you know, hero realm. Bravo. And that's like enough for me. So for me to get up and race down to work, you know, it's like, man, I get to make logos <laughs> all day. I get to talk to Jim Kudal about field notes. I get to, uh, like, holy shit, did I do something this morning that I can't talk about? But I signed a contract for something <laughs> that we could have a whole podcast about. Awesome. Right? I'm serious, but I can't talk about it because it's not, you know, uh, it still has Hate to go those. to the people. <laughs> it has to go to the people and their lawyers. Yeah. And I think I have to get a lawyer, oh, you know, God. and all this yeah. to look at it and stuff. And then if it <laughs> all goes through, you know, maybe I'll get to make a book. Oh, I just let the secret out. Uh, uh, who cares? Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So, I mean, you know, this is like, I, I'm not used to any of this. Sure. You know? That's good, though. You're no. tr transforming. I think you said a couple of really cool things I want to go back to is like, I think you're when, you, when you're saying when you do those random things of those random acts of like feeding your brain all kinds of random th stimulus to interact with and, and react to like all those people and those things and those old objects and because all those objects are just time, right? People put time into these things and like really there's a lot of passion into these things and they, they continue. Like you, you see, if you are really keen to it and you, if you're a craftsman like yourself as well, like you 
pay attention to those things and you go like, wow, that's an interesting color choice or like that's a really unique pattern to put there. And why would you put that there? That really works here. I can use that for other things. And what I think is really interesting and what I probably resonate most with when I watched your Linda video is that, oh, this guy's possessed just like me. We're, 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 we're we're like a kindred spirits, you know, like, I can't, I'm always working. I've, I say that all the time. Like when yeah. I'm, my, my wife will make fun of me. I'll be talking about like, you know, like, oh yeah, change the color in my dreams. I'm like talking. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not even like a choice at this point. It feels like, you know. Well, I mean, t- to just stop for a second and say, man, you're really lucky. You yes, worked hard. Yes. Yep. And that's, you know, I've, listen, I've been, I've been on pause since I started because in my life for growing up, you know, you're told, not by your mom and dad, but you're told by, you know, some pissed off uncle that it's just going to be kind of really hard to do this stuff, you know, uh, or maybe your uncle who doesn't understand what you do, you know, and then you, you carry that with you as a sort of authority figure, you know, um, and then when you defy that, the first time you defy that and say, oh my God, I made money doing something I love, th- that's when the buzz started, you know, so I've just had a buzz this whole time. You know, I've been high on this stuff the whole time because, you know, yes, there's some days that get frustrating, but, you know, it will never be as frustrating as when, you know, I don't know, I had some foreman on a summer job in my face ready to fight me (laughs) because I was smarter than the guy, which didn't take all that much. But that was like not only like physically scary. But just really sad because it really was a view into the limitations of this guy's life, you know. Mm. And th- I was just a, I don't know, an eighteen-year-old excited to have a summer job that paid, you know, I don't know, two hundred bucks a week, and you would work, you know, four tens and have Fridays, every Sunday off. You know, like I can instantly go back to that life in that sort of summer and go, man, any of the, my roughest days will never amount to the sort of like you know, the ugliness or the weirdness or even the pride of me like having to stand up to those turkeys. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot, you learn about yourself when you're in that situation. You know, the funny part is at the end of that summer job, I got asked back, right? Right. This guy got, he didn't get asked, the guy didn't, you know, he didn't get hired back. And that's sort of a, it's, that's your big sort of like, um, you know, validation that you were like worth something to them. You know, when you get hired back or you get offered to hire back, you know, and I remember that day that guy said, you're, you're done. You're done to the foreman, you know, and then the rest of us sort of, you know, had these offers. I didn't take it, but it was more like, you know, it, it just, it, it's hard, it's hard to complain about what I get to do. So I don't do it. You know, I, I, I hear a lot of people bitching about clients and bitching about, you know, having to do this and having to do that. Like, you know, no one ever forced me into this stuff. You know, mm. I, I just feel very lucky to be able to go and, and yeah, do this just do it. You know what? I, I think I'm answering the question again, but you know, to, to just, there, 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 there's, there's sort of a, um, there, there's a string I'm getting at here to, to thread that little needle of looking at these dead things and seeing all the toil, not to mention the story of an object going from, from, um, this little journey. Like it started as this dead little thing and then it became alive when someone purchased it in 1965 and, you know, someone coveted it or someone threw it away or someone put it in a closet and then the turkey who's selling it at some unscientific bullshit price to me at the, at the fair, you know, this antique model, you know, is, is, is getting a new life out of it. Like I'm really intrigued by that. Um, 
you know, while I was there this last Saturday, you know, because of some of this funny, these funny eyeballs on what I'm doing, I've had some very well-meaning, hyper-educated people come and really skew what I do. You know, some of the criticism, um, tying my name to some really heavy stuff that just isn't me, you know. Um, Maybe, what, give me some examples. Well, just saying that because, you know, I look at or love or champion these older forms that there is like, you know, some cultural ir- ir- irresponsibility going on that because, you know, uh, and, and I, I, you know, it's the worst place to get into this shit on some podcasts, but it's kind of like, basically what was said wasn't fair and it, and it just hurt, you know, and it was just kind of like, I can't really go and defend that, you know, and it's, it's bullshit. I mean, how do I tell this kid? It's nothing more than going and being in love with some old dead colors, you know, yeah. or some beautiful typography or the way that they showed some awesome little like TV monitor graphic in 1967 when TV was like 12 years old. <laughs> look at how great that was on, you know, on the side of this robot or something. Okay. There's something to be learned there. Yeah. But yet the bigger overarching thing is I don't want to go back to 1950. Fuck that man. My, you know, <laughs> I, I, my, my friends couldn't do the same thing because they don't look like me. Fuck that America. You know, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. But how am I supposed to go tell some little, you know, I don't know, troll or whatever you want to call it, you know, who's coming after me. You know, this is the, this is the, that's the hard part of like all this stuff. People being interested in what I do is, you know, it comes from a very benign place. I love dead things. I love things that get lost sort of in, you know, in a closet to be unearthed, to go make a buck for some parasite or some, you know, whatever, some guy, you know what I mean? Like some antique dealer, you know, who more, who could care less. And I take it and try to give it a life that's sort of like, appropriate to the beauty within it you know what i mean mm. but not attached to whatever you know political shit was going down in 19 you know whatever year it was made sure like what am i supposed so to say what, to that stuff yeah so what am i supposed to say to that you know how say nothing you just you, let well, people, i know yeah. you there's nothing you can say but you know what <laughs> that's the internet too people it, it, uh, yeah, well, yeah. right it, it invades when i'm out there trying to enjoy looking at these beautiful little dead little ghosts they're like time capsules to me you know joe so rogan says a, it pretty perfectly because <sighs> you know as a comedian he says that you know like a little bit of criticism is like venom you know like snake venom if you take a little bit of a time you get immune to it sure. but too much of it can be and i think for um you know i'm just i'm just assuming but for like guy like myself or most creatives are we're very sensitive and we're supposed to be sensitive because that's how we make great work is we're very like we can feel everything you know and when somebody says something that is hurtful or misleading or they are completely off off of balance of whatever our intentions are it fucking haunts us you know or just or just a fucking cheap shot yeah you know that's disguised thinly veiled as some sort of post-grad post-modern post-grad um (laughs) cultural discourse problematic fucking bullshit i mean like (laughs) listen i I went to art school i survived it was incredible Hmm. you know i'm so lucky to have even got in but then again i wasn't i had the money lined up you know through scholarships and things and i signed on the dotted line and i tell myself i was lucky but you know no they'll take your money anywhere you go i just didn't think i'd ever be able to go in because when you don't know any better you don't think you're gonna get let in you know so i got in and then you see like oh man so that's the design that the grad students make and (laughs) isn't it just funny how it all looks the fucking same in 1998 when i was there and in 2015 you know some of this bullshit i've been like forced to go look at and contemplate and say man you gotta be kidding me man like 
that kid's never going to make a living. And that's probably why he's so pissed off at himself. Sure. You know, he's never going to make a living. You know, I had to go learn how to go make a living, which isn't, you know, I mean, to just take it on the chin and say, we don't like what you made us. All right, I'm going back to it. You know, not complain (laughs) or write a diatribe about someone who doesn't get it. No. You know who gets it? The people that are like, you know, I mean, in some, it doesn't matter who gets it. It's like whoever's cutting the check at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's who you're working for. Good, yeah. bad, ugly, awesome, you know, uh, 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 artistic, uh, deflating, whatever you want to call it. That you took the job. I just have a responsibility to that, you know. Sure. If I took that job, I'm going to do a good job. So anyway. This is client I, I, stuff too, though. It's not yeah, we're talking. Like I, there's personal stuff, which you also do as well. well and you're big on it, it seems. See, the, I, I guess the thing is, is like to go and say about, to go junking, hmm. you know, I'm working there too. I'm always, like you said, you're always kind of working. You're lamenting over some change. We are really lucky to have that because, you know, and I always throw the insurance guys under the bus, but it's kind of like, I don't know, just anything else. You know, a guy who sells tires and he doesn't like selling tires, he leaves that at the tire shop. I'm betting because when when I used to, you know, oh God, I had some jobs. (laughs) How many jobs have you had? I've had many too. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, my first job was a pizza job until I was 17 and then... I was a tree trimmer. I worked at ski resorts, you know, pushing chairlifts up the hill, um, putting kids into boots, you know, into you know, ski rental. Um, when I got out west, I was in pizza jobs. I started to do freelance, so I didn't have to work. Let's see what else. I did four summers in Alaska washing dishes, and it wasn't rough as much as it was just sad because I wasn't up there to, to enjoy the incredible splendor of Alaska. I was there to make money, sure. you know. And that just eats you up because you're not really, you know, first of all, you're, 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 you're fucking your hands up, you know, and as someone who has his hands on a mouse and a keyboard all day that matters, you know, and you're in the middle of nowhere and it's absolutely beautiful. And, you know, every morning I would go there and, you know, I don't, I'm not afraid to say it, but I would, I would be near tears. You know, we're, we're, tw- we're almost 20 years out. I did my first summer up there in 96 and I would be near tears because it would just be like, I don't want to spend the next 40 hours of my life at 11 bucks an hour yeah. to go for 400 bucks. But you know what? That's how I got my first computer, you know, yeah. and that opened the world to me. And that's how I got myself into school. And that's how I paid off my credit cards. And that's how I did this and this and this, but it was, you earned it though. And you've lived that journey. That's a really important part of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really proud that I stuck it out for five months Should be with all these fucking happy hikers listen i <laughs> i you know what there's nothing worse in the world than someone who's like happy to be outside and i know it just sounds terrible as this gigantic mind mountain who's gonna die before he gets to 42 i hope not but you know like you get up there and everyone was like spending their money on fucking guns and knives and weed and like you know jam bands and all just the worst shit in the world <laughs> and you're around that all summer long it was tough man it was tough so you know every morning i would get up there and i it would just be really hard man it'd be hard to think like okay i'm gonna get through these next couple of days but there are four months to go and when i'm done with that four months then i can take that money and alleviate whatever problems i have which are a credit card or you know whatever getting into school but you know it also taught you how to put your nose down yeah get it done you know and you know so i I don't know i mean i you know I try to be cool, you know, with any of this, you know, and by the way, thank you for even giving me a shot on this thing, but it's like, I, doing a wonderful job. 
Uh, well, thank you very much. At any point, you can just pull the old ripcords. No, we're done. No, we're no, done. No, no, no. This but is, there is this like sort of like um, you're a human on the other line. I appreciate it. Well, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's 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 like when you look back now and and you go, man, when I have a rough go with a client, or I have to say, you know, to my girlfriend, Lee, like, like when we're done with this, I'm gonna drive back down to my shop. And what is it? We're at three fifty. Hmm. So okay, I'm gonna drive back down to my shop, and I'm gonna work until probably midnight. You know, yeah. whatever, four, you know, 4.30 to midnight because that's what it's going to take to get, you know, what I promised, you know, off to the client today. Now, listen, there's no crying, hemming, hawing. I'm just going to go figure it out. And I just know how to do that. Now, I'll go in there. I'll listen to records the whole time. I'm clean. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, you know, like I'm working on nice, you know, nice stuff. Every now and again, there's some web problems, whatever. But, I'm, you know, you see what I'm getting at? It's like we, we feed this monster all the time. Yeah, And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to always get just a little ahead of it and go, I'm really enjoying this whole thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because sure. it's really easy to just like, you know, like, okay, it's tax time right now. It's tax time. And when I go down to that fucking mailbox, I am like, I close my eyes and I stick my hand. I'm like feeling around for 1099s. Got to go, oh, shit. It's another 1099. It's another reminder that I made, you know, every hundred bucks, man, 37 bucks is going to like dropping bombs somewhere. Oh, God. You know, like, yeah. Oh, fuck, you know, like how sad is that? And like yeah. that is just the reality for me. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, Same. Saw, I freelance too, so I understand. You know the deal. Fun lands. So you know the deal. So like, okay, now – that said, when you add up, you know, an incredible year of DDC merch, and just so you guys know, draplin.com backslash merch, things you need. That's all I need to say. Okay, you know, <laughs> we'll have you links a, to it in the podcast. You, you, you add up a big chunk of that shit, and then you add up a big chunk of fieldnotesbrand.com, and then you add up going, I did 40 shows last year, you know, t- tell my story to the world, <laughs> or, oh, yeah. or uh, you know, somewhere in Mississippi, which was incredible, one of the best shows I got to do. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like you add up all those things and then you have to say, Oh, by the way, I did, you know, 27 logos. Oh yeah. That was a really good payment. Basically tomorrow I go meet with my little like financial advisor and it'll be the worst day of the year. Oh you no. Well, good thing oh, yeah. Cause he's going to say <laughs> you had a fucking raging year. And now you owe this. Yeah, you know, this I know. Kind of so, so listen. Oh, my my the wife course. is the person that tells me because she helps uh, manage oh, all those things. Man, so that must harbor all this. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I know you guys are excited with the new house and stuff, but yeah, no, like, that should be the best day of the year because you go in there and say, "Man, I did what?" Yeah, you know? exactly. And then you say, "You, uh, you're right. I'm going to pay that right back." But it's tough, man, because even though you eat it. It was a, it was a, you know, one year ago today when I went in there and he, you know, broke my heart again, and it's my own doing. <laughs> we weren't prepared as well. Well, this yeah. year we're prepared. We paid a shit whacking over the course of the year. Do you, know, you do installments? Because we do um, like quarter installments, I think. Oh yeah, we yeah. do. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he it, helps it, the, it helps. It helps. It uh, helps soften the blow. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because I'll tell you what, you know, it's it's going to be rough because it's just this weird thing, you know. And listen. You so much as spit, you keep a receipt. Yes. And you figure it all out, and it all goes to whatever you're going to. So it's how to like, how do I, you know, balance, you know, this incredible weird little thing with tomorrow? Well, I, I just try to keep it in perspective that oh, I'm yeah. really lucky. I'm lucky to do it. I'm lucky to make the loot. I'm lucky to save it, and you know, I'm lucky to support all the people I support. You know, be it family, my mom, sisters, girlfriend, you know, whatever. Awesome. You know, all these things. You know, all factor into this this luck 
or this path or something. So yeah, you talk a lot about your perspective on things. I think that's really a really key thing, especially when you dive into the concept of freelancing, because a lot of times um, we're isolated. Yeah. And so when you're isolated, like you could really dig yourself a hole and bury yourself if you're not careful. And I think, um, I, th- I can't remember who said it, but like per- perception is perfection. It's like, like a weightlifter thing or something, but mm-hmm. it's absolutely, absolutely true. And the way you look at the world and, and how you interact with it is av- uh, totally key to your success as a person. It's some of the things you brought up too, about like, you know, you're working and all that stuff and putting forth the, you know, your Rocky moment of, you know, getting through all these like over adversities and stuff. It, it reminds me of this book that I really love and I bring up quite a bit. It's uh, the war of art by Stephen Pressfield. Have you heard of his book? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, Your story kind of reminds me of some of the things mm-hmm. I remember him talking about. It might be in his turning pro book. I can't remember which one. I have them both on audiobooks. I listen to a lot of that stuff when I work because it's just really inspiring. It's like hearing these really great friends, you know, talking about like, hey, I made it so you can make it. So, yeah, and um, yeah. he he talked a lot about when he wrote his first book and how like or his first screenplay and like he he was like picking apples or something. And that the same thing happened with Steve Jobs too. Steve Jobs before he created Apple, that's why Apple has its name is he used to work in the Apple fields and running the mm-hmm. Apple orchards and stuff, which is amazing. But I mean, all these people, I think you're hitting on it perfectly. I, I myself bring this up a lot is, is like in order to appreciate success, like you must earn success. And by earning it, you have to start from the ground up. They do that with tattoo shops as well. Like really good tattoo mm-hmm. artists. They start off yeah, by like yeah. cleaning the floor in the yeah. bathrooms yep yep and then you you know you don't just go in there and start drawing you know like you it takes years it's a dedicated lifestyle um okay. and I, I i find beauty in that i think japanese culture has a lot of that too like train the person below you to make them good so you can move on to your next role and stuff and the wow. responsibility of you know uh, we're lacking some of that you know i think in the culture here well so. i mean <laughs> you know right i mean but it, I'm like what what am I supposed to say? You know, what am I supposed to say to the kid who says to me like, you know, how how did you how did you get your first computer? And I said, well, what what jobs did you have when you were 17? And you know, the kid says, you know, I I my I haven't had a job yet. And I just looked at him like, what? You haven't had a fucking job. Like, well, I'm from Michigan, man. You yeah. have a job when you are legal. Yeah, that job was fourteen. But yeah. right, I mean, so you have that's how that's how I bought skateboard decks, or bought my snowboard passes, or whatever records, or whatever the hell you know. I mean, sure. my parents just weren't in a position to do it. And I mean, by either just the circumstance, or 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 you know, a socioeconomic whatever, you know, it's just sort of like, the, wow, that's a tough one to answer, because I tell them go and throw your life away before you get too smart man because what you should be 22 hating your life because you'll learn to appreciate the stuff that you know you'll learn to appreciate every moment you know i mean the the things you know some of my experiences taught me to keep journals you know Mm. to write things down because you don't want to forget stuff you know when i go back and look at some of those things now it's like i get a little weepy i'm so glad that i wrote about what it was like to see the Melvins in Nirvana or whatever bullshit it was, you know, that, sure. you know, 1993 when we got out West and we were just these little kids and moved out West on our own. It's like, whatever it was in me to like have this appreciation, a lot of that comes from my mom and dad, you know, just kind of saying, Hey, make sure you make this count, you That's know, cool. and think that stuff through. And I, you know, it's, it's always the thing to say when you're 40 years old and I don't, I don't see that in the 20 year olds, but sometimes I don't, you know, and I'll have to just kind of remind them, 
you little shits. Go <laughs> throw your life away. Do it. Like I just said before, go do that. No, teachers are in the back going, stop, stop, stop. And I'm just saying, quit school. <laughs> leave and go do something with your life that's crazy because you won't be able to do that when you're 41 or whatever. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could. You could, you know? yeah. It's but it's kind of like, it's not the same thing. Yeah. You buying a house, how old are you? I'm 31, yeah. Okay. I already own a house now, but we're just, okay. we're we're getting a, one that's a little bit, it's like kind of like the house we wanted to buy in the original spot, so. Nice. Yeah. So it's an upgrade or you, are you going to have upgrade. a second house? No, we're, it's an upgrade. Oh. I don't, I don't want two properties. No, it's right, an upgrade. Right, it's right. just like I have a, I'll just have a bigger um, garage and a bigger um, well, office and live? stuff. I live in San Diego. It's fucking expensive here. That's why I work on the films, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. San Diego. Well, you know, um, I almost lived there. I lived in Southern California for 22 of the longest months of my life working on a snowboard magazine and Land of the Beautiful People, sure. But I was up in uh, Laguna Niguel. Oh, uh, it's really nice over there. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Well, not not really. And uh, (laughs) I almost lived in San Diego because at least it was gritty and I was going to live in – uh, where, where the planes go over downtown hillside. Oh yeah, yeah hillside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, beautiful over there. Apartments. I was gonna live there because it was you could you could actually afford it. Mm-hmm. You could afford it, and there were record stores, and there were weirdos, and it was yeah. awesome. But I got it's a gay community in San Diego. It's it's Is fucking. It? It's got yeah, it's, epic. Yeah, it's, it's got okay. epic food. Like the gay communities in any city are like usually like the fucking coolest because they got like right. they they like take really good care of their area. Oh, have you ever yeah. been? Have you ever been to fucking? What's the place? Um, mm, uh, San Francisco. The, no, 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 no. I've heard of it. No, no. It's the place all the way out in the very, very, very tippy tip tip of um, Massachusetts, all the way up there, Pete, Prov- Provincetown. Mm. Provincetown. Lee and I up. went there, and the whole town is, you know, is run by the gays or whatever the <laughs> hell the joke is. But I got to tell you right now, it's awesome. If that's the way the world's going then I'm down with it because <laughs> everyone was cool. That's what I'm talking about. The yeah. bathrooms, you could eat off those floors. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was incredible. So all the funny little things that you hear, like whatever, man. You yeah, know, you I, you know when I go back to Michigan and I hear these backwoods fucks saying that you know, Michael Moore is a freedom hater and all this stuff and I hear these backwoods fucks saying they don't allow people to marry – let the dinosaurs die off. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I, I hope I make it to a nice old age and I'll say, man, I believed in equality for everybody since I can remember. Because that's how we were trained when we were little kids. You know, that's yeah. how we were taught. You know, you know, and it's like, you know, I remember that's now I think about San Diego. I remember them saying, you know, that is the you know, some dumb snowboarders I was around and saying, you know, dude, there's a lot of gay people. I remember okay, right, right, right. Like, who gives a <laughs> Yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> the only reason I brought it up is because I'm pointing out how cool it is. Because I have oh, friends you, that live there. Look at you having to like you better be pointing that out because yeah, you know, I, I know don't don't attack me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like see, in this town of Portland, Oregon. Like you never even talk about that shit because who cares, man? Sure, who knows? Good. That's the way it ought to be. It doesn't have to be this thing where you're ostracized. That's what I love about this town is you can come here and there's some weirdos. And I'm not just saying that would be gay, straight. Who knows what else? If they can come here and find themselves, whatever the flavor is, then that's a cool place, man. That's yeah. a cool place. But you wouldn't know when you go out. You know, you wouldn't know unless I mean maybe you go to some super flamboyant thing. I never felt that when I was in Hillside. It just had good record stores. That was yeah. enough for me. You know, epic so movies there too. They have like oh, the, it's the one. It's like the one movie theater that actually plays like the really good obscure films. I go down there and watch all those films down there because it's fucking awesome. Take my I wife. Just, they have yeah. epic food down there. Yeah, it's awesome. I think, I think you know. I, I I'd like to think we're at the in this. 
the dawn of this age where this is going to be just a non-issue. You'd hope you know? so, right? Uh, yeah. Enough already. Who gives a shit? And listen, go to Provincetown, and every place you went, man, was re- had good art. It was nice menus. The design was great, and you know, great. It's just there's some lessons there, you know. Yeah. Do the yeah. flip side on that and go somewhere else where you know where and and then go see how how you know how fun it is to go out and you know what I mean it's just not the same so there's just like I don't know there's some lessons go to Provincetown everybody that was <laughs> from the draft I think it's called P Town I think is what they call it, all the way out there go there go to Hillside go to the record stores uh, uh, go dancing I, I don't really dance I'm just kidding <laughs> okay so you live in San Diego that's where you work out of I'm just I'm, just, I'm getting to know you. Sure. This is cool. And that's one thing I like about the podcast too is, I mean, 90% of the time, the guests that come on, I've never met them. It's their first encounter having a conversation. So it's like, it's really unique and interesting to see where it goes and the conversation. Everybody's different, you know? But yeah. 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 yeah, San Diego, it's where I preside. I grew up in Hawaii um, and I've lived in Massachusetts as well too. I was raised by my mom and we moved around a lot because she just kind of like had a traveler's bug. Sure, but um, yeah, that's kind of cool too, though. Right? Yeah, I, mean, I hated it at the time. Point. I just yeah, wanted, of course, of I just course. wanted a normal life, and I didn't because I. Well, was, at thirty-one, are you are you thankful for that sort of like what that wanderlust might have taught you or something? Yeah, you know, I think it it, it, it pushes me. I'm to, sure there were some tough times. I don't know you. Who yeah. knows? I, mean, <laughs> I, you know, I I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm you know talking out of turn, but it's kind of like you know where I'm from in the Midwest, man that's pounded into you pretty young because you know you are going to have to go and make something for yourself. That's just all there is to it. Because in our little, beautiful little town of Traverse City, Michigan, you know, I I have but a couple friends who really, in my estimation, you know, who are, you know, really invented something for themselves. And it was was not easy, you know. And it's like, I, I think I've had it a lot easier out west, you know, where it's accepting of new things or, 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 or whatever, starting yes. a design firm in your basement or whatever the hell I did. It's not <laughs> even a design firm. It's just me. But you know, I mean, there is something about, you know, I think you'll look back and, and maybe there's some tough times. I remember the first time I moved from my small town, which I was about 13, you know, I just was so bummed because you're leaving your friends, friends yeah. and you're, you know, you're leaving, you know, this sort of like sense of like, you're just, it's just scary, but you know, it was tough for you know, three months. And then you realize there are no skateboarders in my old town. Yeah. Fuck that place. Now in this new town, <laughs> yeah. there's skateboarders and there's people who like punk rock music and there's people who like art yeah. and I'm getting to know them or we're, we're all collecting or sort of like it's sifting and you're, you know, I tried my hand at football because you know it sounded really fun. We didn't have that when I, where I lived as a kid. And then until you go and play football and you realize – that a jock is a fucking jock. It's never going to change it. I don't care if you're snowboarding or you're playing football, but a jock's a jock and it sucks. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I turned my back on that life all the way back then. And that's, you know, the next, my 10th grade year, I didn't go back into football. I gave my life to, you know, love and punk rock bands, you know, or, or art hmm. or skateboarding and snowboarding. Music but it was, and you know, stuff. Yeah. Just life. Well, all these years later, uh, here's a stock report. Um, we won. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We listened to better bands. We went on better road trips. Uh, we were, you know, humane to each other. Yeah. Uh, what else? Other things. You know, I don't know. You keep going and going and going, but it's kind of like I remember making that choice. This morning, I was looking at a guy on on a, a face whiz, you know, Facebook, 
who I remember <laughs> giving me, me a pass. I'm calling it that from now on. That's there you go, man. It's not fucking yet. face whiz. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and just remembering him for what a tyrant this guy was. Oh, what's, you know, what's this guy doing? Not, not shit. Uh, posting pictures of you know being pissed off for I don't know, <laughs> lions lost or something. I don't know. He's not doing shit. You know, people who don't know what to do with their lives do which is just fucking watch sports i don't know whatever. oh Great. you uh-huh. said it i didn't say it. i agree I though it's true it's true it's totally true it's totally fucking true man. i'll just say it you know get out and fucking I mean, do this sport oh watch you know, it whatever you know whatever yeah. i mean it's great i mean right 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 so okay so <laughs> my, my dad loved you know, rest in peace jim draplin you you animal of, of the human race of Michigan, Jim Drappin, wherever he is up in the cosmos right now. And, you know, he has missed ferociously. But my dad loved watching the Tigers game. You know, he loved it. And I would go home and I would watch it with him, you know. But, um, you know, he wasn't Funny necessarily moment. posting and lamenting about it on Facebook. But anyway, I looked this guy up and there he was. And it's just the same old shit, man. He's just, you know, he's just 40 years older, you know, whatever the hell it was, you know, 25 years later, you know. But, you know, um, I don't know. It's interesting to see that stuff. I don't want you know. I don't want to say that you're like judging him, but you're looking at me. The, the things he's lamenting about, you're like, hmm, well, maybe if you had been cooler back in tenth grade, you wouldn't be pissed off that you're broke. I don't know. Whatever it was, you know, whatever the hell these things. Like they, you know, there's like these fantasies. Like one of the fantasies I have. You ready for this? Hmm. I want to go back up to Alaska, and I want to get that job washing dishes or cooking, as I did my last two summers there. I want to get that job. I want to go through all the fluffy, you know, beginning. You know, I want to deal with that. I want to, I want to, I want to learn all the names. I want to do all the stuff. And then the very first run, and it might take until you get to the second or third run on the train, where it's, it's just that point where things get tough, and everyone's relying on each other, and the managers are kicking you around. And then I want to fucking quit <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, and I want to sit down in a, in a seat and say. I'm not working. I'm done. And you have to get off the train and hike 40 miles to the Alaskan, you know, along the, to the next town or thumb a ride out to the highway back to Anchorage or whatever. These are the fantasies I have of going back up at 40 years old just to quit on the train because I, was, I wasn't tough enough to do it when I was up there. It's right? beautiful. Yeah. Because I was, I was a good you know Midwesterner. That feeling. Yeah. I was a good Midwesterner, man. I was good. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't a... You know, I remember one dude, who, okay, you would go to bed, you get off the train at like 9, 9, 9.30, you go to this one Safeway, you know, uh, grocery market, you would go to the Safeway, you have Safeways down in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, I know Safeway. Okay, you've heard of it. Okay, I think they have so in Hawaii the, too, yeah. So you, you go to the market and you get a couple provisions, okay, and I would get, you know, you'd get snacks and little things because you don't want to eat in the train, so you'd get something to eat and then you would go and try to get to bed by midnight, right? You'd be back up at around 5.20. And you're on the train by 5.45, right? It was pretty rough, you know? So, you know, and then there's, you know, the sun doesn't go down. It's just always kind of light. So that kind of fucks with you anyway. But I remember this one guy who went to bed, drank all night long, uh. went to bed at 4.55 a.m., slept for like 11 minutes and got up to like start his day. Oh, <laughs> Shit faced, right? Like just <laughs> reeking of whatever the hell, you know, whatever the hell he was like, you know, imbibing. Okay, great. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, what a fucking. I mean, he just spent the summer. He's going to get fired now, and he did. He got they, they, he was he was hammered. 
you know, and he was just slurring and shit. They're not going to let him on the train to work, but he's in the middle of nowhere. He's probably broke, but it was, there was something like that. I, I envied him sure. for his dipshittedness because you know? <laughs> he got out is what I'm getting at. Yeah. But see, I, you know, because I'm a good Midwesterner who wouldn't allow myself to do to indulge in just going off the deep end like that, you know, I mean, maybe when you flip the perspective, he'd be looking back at me saying, God, that guy shows up to work. He's ready to go. He saves sure. all of his cash. And it's a different, you got another perspective. But there was something about that. So I had these fantasies of going up and putting some of these. And it would never be like John Cruz was like this guy that was like the one hero, the one hero up there that was always good to us. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be to fuck over John Cruz. It'd be to fuck over one of these managers, these numb nut managers reading stuff out of a little, you know, like playbook. It was the one manager who said, I know you're not allowed to wear the headphones, but I don't care, man. If that's what keeps you going and you get your, your dishes done, then yeah. wear your headphones. That guy, for the rest of my days, I will love. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, well, I've had similar, very similar stories because I moved out when I was 14. Guy. And yeah, yeah. and then I have, I've watched dishes all the way to like making Subway sandwiches and sure. putting tile in mansions and stuff. Like, yeah. When I think back, like if I get to do this book, that's the story I want to tell. I want to talk about like the one guy who cut me a little stupid ass break. And I remember telling him, I'm wearing the fucking headphones or I'm going to go crazy. And then you expect me to work the next nine hours, do whatever the hell it was, you know? Yeah. And him just saying, you know, the other manager going, no, 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 you know, based on code six of whatever. Yeah. That dude, he can die for all I'm concerned. But the <laughs> one guy who let me go, you know, that's what, this is what I'm getting at, like the bigger, bigger, bigger picture. Sure. It's not about breaking the rules. It's about being human to each other, you know? And then like him just knowing it's okay. It's safe. There were the company men and then there were the guys who were just a little bit punk rock, just a little bit. And yet, isn't it funny that we made more money with the guys where you were comfortable? You know what I mean? Sure. This one gal who was just cool to us and human. And there's a lot, there's a lot of lessons there that, you know, all these years later to be a graphic designer or be, uh, you know, I, I really try to um, harness in my own. I was just telling a story about this guy, uh, my buddy Marty, young guy, incredible designers, Marty, Marty Flores here in, in, uh, in Portland. And he came in and we were going to try to hire him maybe or just to help us work this kid, Marty. And he showed us his book. And listen, we already knew. This guy's got his shit together. He's going to get a job, and we want him to help on some projects. And I think he might have been a bit of a fan or whatever. And okay, great. And he sat down at the end of the table, and he had his book. And we're all sitting there, and he opens his book. And I just go, close the book. You're hired. Like, you didn't even have to show his work. He's all freaked <laughs> out. And then I go, Marty, how much do you want an hour? And he kind of gets this, like, little shit-eating grin. Uh -huh. like, um, I think he said, like, 11.50. And I said, hold on a second. And I go, and I confer with 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 goo and i confer with dave my two partners you know we bullshit and i go we're not doing a dime less than 25 an hour or whatever the hell it was like we tripled it or 30 bucks an hour awesome it was just kind of like okay any dickhead who is in a position to where he has to let that kid suffer at 10 bucks an hour shame on them now, i know i'm alienating everybody right? <laughs> not everybody right. there's but, people but what, I'm, what i'm getting yeah. at is like I'm so thankful that we got to defy that little moment to say, yeah. Marty, we love you. We know you're going to do a good job. And when you help me on these projects, I will pay you a good fair wage because you've earned it. You've, you, and, and I'm going to hold you to it, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. that was. And there was no question of whether or not 
okay, we're going to put you at ten fifty an hour for six months. <laughs> we're going to make you hate your life. You're not going to have a cent left over after taxes and the whole blah, 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 blah. And then we'll talk about giving you a raise to like 11 bucks. Like what a bunch of garbage. Like instantly, you know, I, I would hope that we reinforce that we believed in our yes. buddy Marty. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Said, you totally you did. Skill set. You are just as good because, you know, as the guy who's making 35 or 30, whatever the hell the, the going rate was. So, I mean, those little moments, that's the stuff that like I hope to do the rest of my life. You're doing I watched, it. Yeah, awesome. I'm doing it. I mean, I, I just, I watched my dad do it. You know, did your dad, dad run businesses and stuff too? Oh yeah, he ran a lot of businesses into the ground. No, no, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> now that he's gone, he can say whatever you want. My dad was a horrible. No, my dad was incredible. My dad was an incredible human being. Awesome. That, he had a couple flaws, sure, sure. We sure, all do. Sure. You know, but um, but nothing like he was a raging drunk. No, he wasn't that. He had a hundred beers at any time, re- just ready, just in case. Like I don't know, Wisconsin got their shit together and invaded. Who knows? Whatever. You know, he had a hundred <laughs> beers in the fridge at any time because you just never know, right? That was one of his jokes. But you know, like when you look back, my dad could empty the vending machine for one quarter, right? He could empty. He was at Great Lake Steel. He got. He could get his arm up in that fucker, and with one quarter. They could get the whole thing empty and give it out to all the guys who work there, right? So there is, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's, I shouldn't be talking about that because that means like I support stealing from whoever you work from. Uh oh. Uh oh. When, when, You're uh-oh, in uh-oh, trouble. Uh oh. Now I'm in trouble. Don't tell Marty. <laughs> Marty's in the bag to steal in all your sketchbooks. Well, I, 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 well, this guy went and got a good job, man, because he had his shit together. He's a good guy. And, and now I see him and he's always onto something awesome. But uh, anyway. My dad taught me that. Like, listen, these dudes who hire you, they know they can get get one on you every which corner. You know, they, I mean, there's, sure. there's well, they, that's they, their they, job. On that's Sunday. their job. So they yeah. they've kind of got you. And my dad was always fighting for that little guy. What, you know, it might have been like the way that he would go into, you know, even into the back of the tool shop, and there'd be the one guy who's having a hard time. Like when my dad died, and 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 we went to the funeral, um, met this one guy who said, you know, your dad would leave like. Every now and again, like a, like a twenty dollar bill, you know, by my tool, and I was like, "What?" You know, like whatever tool he was working on, I was just like, "I don't think he ever had that extra cash." But like, you know, here's this big weeping tool guy in front of me saying, "I'll pay all that money back to your mom." And I said, "Listen, man, don't you don't worry oh, about that. That's... that's so cool that my dad could do that for you because he did it for me in a lot of ways too. You know, whatever that was. But you know, here he was taking care of the guy who might you know might might have needed a leg up somewhere. Sure. You know. That was my dad. Now, that's not company policy. That's not the bottom line-ism that makes everywhere that even the coolest design firms that you don't want to go even step foot in, you know? <laughs> so listen, my whole life, all the way back to that first question you asked, has just been about, it's not about stealing from other, but it's about just sizing things up and going, man, that just doesn't matter, you know? Sure. We've got to take care of each other the best we can. You know, I, I do my very best to pay Lee everything I can pay her to to do all my merch because it's a pain in the ass. I know it's tough to do, you know, or anytime that, you know, like, like I don't carry balances. Um, like if I, if I, if I do 5,000 bucks worth of hats for my buddy, Sean, we don't fuck around with this. Like you get 30 days or 60 days to pay me kind of stuff. And then I go to 80 days and apologize and shit. No, I pay him the moment he tells me, it, the, the invoices do. You know what I mean? Awesome. Like, that's been my position because I'm allowed to do that. 
There's yeah. none of this like, you know, fucking over Peter to pay Paul kind of shit, you know, three fifty steps down the line. It's like yeah. I am so proud that I carry no debt in my life. None. You know? And it's like it's great. It's like surprising to people that they'll say, you you already paid your bill? And it's like, well, yeah. I, I don't want that on my back. And you know, that's just not how so, you know, it's funny to me when, you know, you know, Clears your mind for other things, though, you know. Well, I mean, it's just I, I'm just proud of that. That that's an you know that's kind of like my dad always saying, just don't purchase stuff that you can't afford. Mm. My mom and dad taught me that, you know, and yeah. seeing them exhibit that growing up, you know, we didn't have the best of everything sometimes, but we didn't we didn't need it either, you know. There's there's some of that, and 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 that said, it's like you know those little moments of like where my dad did something, um, I, I don't know that was risky but it was for the right reason was always really cool you know what i mean i don't know how to say it it's like you know so i find myself doing that like i will never ever ever badmouth the ups guy ever or the gal you know who brings the fedex or you know um the our our male guy who comes around you know has to come up the stair or whatever i'll never because i see people do it you know, and it's like, that's just, that's just the worst shit. My dad taught me that forever ago. Always take care of the guy all the way in the back shop, back of the shop, just as much as you would <laughs> the guy who's paying the bills, you know, mm. and I watched him do it. I watched him do it, you know, anyway. All right. That's Next, cool though. No, that's cool. I mean, it's cool that you're taking, uh, you're seeing value in like every step of the process and every person that's a part of it, you know, and giving everybody their fair shake on you know having to deal with you know whatever you're doing that's cool your dad sounds like my my grandpa who passed away he's he was an alcoholic and he was like a he was like a sober for 20 some plus years and he uh sponsored a, a lot of people and so when i was growing up i had moved out and i had lived at his house he didn't live in the house but he had all his sponsors there so like I lived with a bunch of like <laughs> at like fourteen yeah. like in like freshman year in high school, all my roommates were like uh, um, these like uh, what do you call these like uh, surviving alcoholics or recovering guys. recovering yeah alcoholics. So I had like the craziest roommates of <laughs> just like the stories and the it's transitions. So passion, man. That's good that you were around that. That's incredible. Oh yeah, he was I mean, just. And, a, I never. Are, are, I haven't cried yeah. more yeah. ever in my life until well, the day yeah. that he's that he passed away, and I had to be there to to be at that event it was just a real heavy moment yeah you know? man i mean you know, you know I, I gotta tell you when my dad i mean my, my dad died on an airplane and i was with him um he had a heart attack on a fucking airplane and i was there Jeez. and it was about yeah and we we did it together and I, and I and i have to say i i didn't really cry a whole ton and why i say that is because listen everyone's gonna be different how they do this there's no rule book sure, sure i lost my shit a couple times i still do that's called being a person. But there was something, you know, a year and a half later now, there was something Viking-like, you know? Like, first of all, my dad could have been in better health. So, you know, if you're listening, Dad, way to go, asshole. You could have done better. Okay, whatever. Right, right, right. But there was something like I got to be there with my dad, you know? Mm. And, and I carry that with me. You will carry what you just said with you forever. Yeah. That your, your grandpa took care of these people when it probably wasn't the most cost-effective measure, um, and it was probably frustrating. Who knows? Any number of things, problems, stuff. But man, you know, your Gramps is on his way to sainthood somewhere. You know, because of that. That's a cool thing. It could have been the other way around, where you said, you know, he was successful in getting himself cleaned up, 
and then he just kept to himself and did his own thing. It's like, and that's still okay. That's, that's it's, fine it's, too, yeah. But yeah, the, it's just the, interesting that, that that's what you get to have. That's a pretty cool thing. Oh yeah, he know? taught me that. Yeah, he's yeah. You know, there's the things around you teach you. You know, and that's why I think it's really interesting too. You bring up a lot of these things like how you have this younger designer who came in and and your effect on him. He's gonna take that. He's gonna remember that, and um, he's gonna push forward. And that's what I. That's you know you talk about the podcast and all this stuff and honestly the deep down the desire between Andrew and I wanting to do this on a passionate sense of being able to connect with people like yourself is at the same time too being able to take these special moments of interaction and allow this to be on the internet for people to experience it whether they want to or not whether they agree or not but <laughs> these are like special gems you know like not everybody's going to be able to get an hour of time with you in a day. I know we, we haven't even we haven't even talked about graphic design. Okay, let's just stop where we're at. That's All this cool, lofty, though. So. You know, growing up bullshit. Okay, ask me something about, like Aaron. How do you make this logo connect? I mean, was, no, uh, you don't want you. Do you want to answer those things? No, you no, can. You can. We should talk a little bit about freelance and the business side of it like, a little like, bit like, too. Like though. here's here's something is like, if you don't stop me or put a governor on me or just kind of hit the brakes, Ash, I will talk for like two hours straight and I, I said that on this last podcast I got to do um, but, oh, man and, and like it's true like I will go and go and go so I'll, I'll interrupt when I feel yeah, like you know, I don't want to I don't mess questions. up your flow ask me something small and I can I'll answer it quick sure sure well I don't mean that my my thing was I didn't want to like if there's if there's moments where I should I will but I don't I mean for the most part I want to let you get your train of thought out because like I said the desire is for people that might not know you or not might not know what you're into for them to get a more personal approach to understanding what it is that makes you tick, yeah, and that's awesome. Mission accomplished. But we can talk a little bit about, like, if you want to get into nitty-gritties of details. I thought sure. the one thing, too, that I laughed, and I think I posted up your on thing on lynda.com, is you have a very similar approach to design as I do. I wouldn't even consider myself a designer, but I, I work the same way. It's all about energy for me. It's like you draw it down, you get all these ideas, you use paper, you use a pen, you use... You use your hands, you, you move around, you think about it, you really interact with it. And then you go into the computer and then you make iterations and then you keep building and you make iterations, you keep building, you take a minute, you walk away, you come back. You the, the That logo, the thing or whatever it is that you're designing has all of that in it. That's what makes it great. That's my cool. opinion. And when I saw you, when you were doing it, I was like, oh, this guy is like, we're mirrors of one another in our process form. you know. And a lot of people have asked me like, you know, do a tutorial or, you know, how do you do these things? And I say, well, like, this is the process. You start with a really shitty little piece of drawing and then you build out from there. And, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and you capture that energy, you know, you can't work that fast. I mean, I guess you could, but I don't, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like if I were to go straight into Illustrator and create this stuff and I have, I get really pissed off fast because it's not the intention. That well, makes sense. I, well, right. I mean, the thing is, is like sometimes I can do that. It's a piece of type or it's something. Oh, I, well, type. I, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 it's just different because it's kind of like um, sometimes I have to go and invent the weird little thing I'm going to go have to go refine later on. Last night, you know, I was, you know, uh, and this is a bit of an Adobe plug, but there's this little thing on Adobe that when I went down to this Adobe Max thing down in um, in Los Angeles that a couple months ago, I got to go speak at it and, cool. you know, did my best to kick the thing's ass. Got a real good review. Oh, um, yeah. uh, th there's all these point systems and shit. I got number one. I got number one. <laughs> toot my own horn. Toot it that. Kind of, it kind of freaked me out. I mean, I don't, you don't get a sash. I mean, I, I'll just say this much. <laughs> get better, a badge. I better have, I better have C CC or CC2 or Adobe, whatever the fuck it is, going through my veins 
for a lot of years because of that. Because I, you know, I, I try to give them a good job, do a good job. Mm. But they had this thing called Adobe Ideas, this little thing for your for your, um, and you could just kind of use a finger swipe, you know, to use it. Mm-hmm. And and like, I I use this thing all the time. So yeah. I'm laying in bed. I don't have my field notes because like the lights are off. I'm laying in bed and I'll start a new one and I'll just draw logos with my fingertip. Right. Mm. I'll think of, I'll make notes for things. I'll make number one, watch this. Number two, pay this guy. Number three, ask for this. You know, I'll just make these little notes. So I use this thing. And then what you do is you just send yourself a PDF. And then in the morning, you wake up and, you know, whatever. There's this PDF waiting for you with sketches. That's cool. And like, my, you know, like, my little fingertip or the way I work and the way I think is that much more free than if I was just to try to go and even use Reminder. What it, like, what is it called? Reminders? Yeah, you I don't know, use that. I don't find a flow for that for myself. Well, I, I've, I've learned how to use it now. You know, I've learned how to use it, and, and it becomes a, a fly to swat in a creative way. You know? Sure. Like, you know, oh, it's dinging, and so it's a way to remind yourself of shit. Yeah. Like, um, but this idea of, like, you know, I don't know. My dad taught me how to draw. My mom taught me how to draw. And like this idea of formulating things on paper. Well, I mean, if that's the, I don't know if it's the better way, but it's just my little way. And it sounds like it's yours. You know, I'm just, I'm just, we come from that. We come from that though. Well, you, I mean, you you know how to draw, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, that's up to people's decision, but yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your work here. All these like, what, what is this Lost Boy thing? <laughs> that's a uh, this is a huge thing I'm building. <laughs> I mean, do you, wait, wait, wait. Do you, do you draw those guys? Yeah, that's my drawings. Okay, so I was gonna say, so now it's like a total asshole, but you know what you're doing. <laughs> so you know how to nice type and stuff too. Okay, so listen, listen. Okay, this is a podcast about me. Okay, let's yeah, get, let's, yeah. Let's come get, on, stop putting it on me. Okay, okay, <laughs> it's okay, me, okay. me, me, <laughs> me. Okay. Yeah, that's great, no Ash. Can we talk about me a little more? Yeah, that's my life now. Fucking weird, right? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But you know, even seeing this understanding the sort of sophistication of your color and then that little bit of color in the background and you only really have like three colors it's kind of like you know there's a red there's kind of a, a muted kind of civil war gray and then black and that's enough you know like okay somewhere you hit that but you might you know it, it's just like you might have made a note based on something you saw and said man i love this sort of desaturated monotone with just a little pop color sure like I write those things down all the time. It might be when I'm out junking and I'll just pick up some weirder record cover and I'll just say, this little corner right here is a great little crop and get in there and crop that thing. And then I'll remind myself to put that thing in my little, you know, color palettes folder later on. Like there's, however people are getting from A to point Z, you know, A to whatever, mm-hmm. be it A to B to C to D to whatever. But however you get from start to finish, if you're using pencils or you're using reminders or you're using screen grabs, Fucking more power to them. You know, I think what's funny to me is that people forget that a piece of paper and a pencil, uh, recording your notes and taking down things is, is going to, is going to save your ass so many, uh, you know, than just jumping right into the, obviously just in the computer. You you can build an empire with a pen and a paper. Um, Well, I mean, how do you formulate a grocery list? Much less, you know, okay. Think of it like this. I'm going to cook this meal. And you just don't want to just go show up at, you know, this end of the counter or this end of the subway or start over. You have to edit that part out. Fuck it. You don't want to show up at the supermarket and say, no okay, edits. Not, this is uh, all okay, okay we're just going. It's just one take, one take. <laughs> so you it. go into one corner and you just do this big zigzag. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you, you, whatever, you know, you get to the end of it and you have everything, you know, it's kind of like 
No, you're strategic. You think through, I need this item, this piece, this thing, and you go ping-ponging through, you get the seven items, and you're out of there, right? So, the, you know, it's kind of like paper does that for me. It'll get me there quicker to yeah. where I can say, all right, now it's time. I got the ingredients. Energy's faster. Now it's time to go cook. You know, it's time to get the shit in the saute pan, okay? Enough of the metaphors. But it's kind of like, I can get there a lot quicker. Last night, sketching with my fingertip, and I email it to myself, and I wake up this morning, you know, and I plop that thing in the Illustrator, and I draw over it. Done. Things great. You know, it's like that could have been a pencil scratch. It could have been a – and this is no shit. Sometimes I'm on the road, and I'm in these, like, these, these showers that you should – I should – listen, I will never, ever in my life pay 285 bucks for a room. Ever. <laughs> Okay, that's rent somewhere. It's okay? ridiculous. Yeah. Whole, it's just so stupid. Screw that. You're in this like big plain glass, just buck fucking naked, hot steam, <laughs> and you're in there. It's just you in the world, and you use your fingertip on the glass to draw logos. No shit. I've done that before where it's like, oh, 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 and I'm <laughs> dripping. You know, fuck fucking naked in through, you know, almost slipping on the tile to get my iPhone to take a picture of that. <laughs> serious. That's happened to me in my life. You're and it's possessed. Like, I love it. Well, that's fucking great, man. Like yeah. that's, my mind is always, always working that way. It's good. You know, it's always like, that's a little better way to make that S work. Oh, yeah. how do you make that little metaphor inside that little piece? You know, like making a logo, whatever that is. So, you know, however people use that, you know, I, I think it's just like, you know, without sounding like poetic, you got to follow your muse or something. No, man, you has got to be not, don't be afraid to get dirty with it. Sure. You know, and then trick yourself for that little phase where you are dirty to then go in there and clean it up and make some beautiful notes and get those backed up in your email or however the hell you do it. So when you are talking with your client and stuff, you can reference all these things that you came up with in a nice, quick, clean, cut and paste kind of way, right? Yeah. So, you know, for me, like, you know, that Linda video to say, this is how I did this logo in 15 minutes. I mean, it's like, sure, I did that one, you know, whatever it was, 35, 40 minutes, but that's one iteration. You know, iteration. You what, what about the other twenty-five I did over the course of four or five or ten or two weeks or whatever? You know, sure, when the client comes days. back and stuff. Well, yeah. two weeks later, you know, like tonight when I go back in, I'm working on this stuff for these guys down out of Atlanta. Like I have so much stuff to go vector. Then I'm gonna have to step back and kind of go, mm, all right, which one feels good? Which one doesn't feel good? Which one looks good in black, white color? Uh, works on white, works on black, whatever. And then you know, you Small. just you walk them through some context right it yeah. takes time just to get that shit plopped in there and then to edit yourself and say man that wasn't all that good of an idea i could do better you know okay scrap yeah. it now to the next thing it's like that's what i'll be working on tonight and i love it but you know a lot of that just comes from making notes listening looking uh sketching yeah yeah so it's awesome yeah the process is is right there though yeah really really similar though but i love your capturing of the energy and i'm the same way it's like you know, don't, I don't like to have any hindrances. If I have an idea, I'm worried that I get another idea faster. So it's always fleeting. So I'm always constantly like, oh, I need to get that idea out fast. And I, I mean, I have, to, I have to trick myself. If I, if I'm in the zone and things are going good, I have to either close my laptop. I have to turn the music up a little too loud so I don't hear the bells and the dings and the little ping ping or whatever that's coming in through email because I'm so, you know, like anyone, so easily distracted, so quick to just be like, 
oh shit, here's the next cool thing. And, <laughs> and it's, it's shiny and it's sure. like, it, it, there's, there's a fire to put out. The time suck. But, but I just had, yeah, I, I have to trick myself to just turn it all off. Yeah. Maybe move myself and just go lean on another one of my, you know, desks or something around my shop and just do that for an hour, you know, like, like and sketch and I, you know, sometimes that's the most freeing thing. But, you know, it, it's like, you, know, you, you heard me before when I, you know, there's the train is dinging, there's people in and out of the shop, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I have this battle just to get so where there's no stimulus around me. Yeah, no that's good. I Not to mention that. people. I just want to be alone. I just want to be alone to think and figure the fucking thing out. Get a couple records going. Like there's this band Torch or Torche or whatever. I don't even know how you say it. T-O-R-C-H-E. Yeah. Are you into heavy metal kind of shit? Are you yeah, I like all kinds of music. Yeah. All right, good. Well, anyway, these guys are fucking great, and I've been on a big torch kick, and I cannot wait to get back in that shop tonight to do this ugly late shift, oh, yeah. and I am going to blast that band. <laughs> I'm going to blast that band. They, these guys, they got you know, pretty weird art and cool stuff, and I can't wait. I can't wait to get back in there because it's kind of like I got new records to listen to. Awesome. You know, they've been around a long time. But that is sort of like this weird zen of like, you know, you get down in there and you're like, man, I got pencils, I got paper, I got a computer, I've got records, I'm comfortable, here we go, yeah. you know? And it's, I, I really, you know, I really love that stuff. You know why, you know where I really, really get that, the, the best buzz is on a plane. Hmm, really? I can get to this, oh yeah, that is the weirdest, most uncomfortable space to be in. Horrible, yeah. And I, I don't, you know, you saw a picture of me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man of size, we'll just say. is a nice way to put put it for being gigantically big, whatever. Well, I'm a big guy, whatever. You know, I don't think I'm like... you too? You know, no, I'm about 5'10". When I lay down, it's about 6'3". That's one of my dad's jokes. But um, uh, in that packed-in little space, yeah, it's in that packed-in little space, and you're cramped in there, I can get so much shit done. Your, your, your movements are limited. Your yeah. movement is is limp, like you can't even mouse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't even use a mouse. So all I can do is type and I will blast through so many emails. I will make notes on so much shit. I will I can make logos in a pinch. Having to, you know, just use the little fucking tracker or whatever the hell the little flicker thing on the on, the, on you know whatever. <laughs> I can do that too. But I prep myself and when I get into the hotel room, you know, a couple hours later and I'm settled and I'm, 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 I'm winding down and then I get to go look at all the notes that I made. That's where I see like the beauty of what I've taught myself how to do. Right. Mm. Like my emails are covered. Bam. I've got notes ready to go. I've got reminders, you know, whizzing and dinging and stuff telling me to not forget to go down this path for this part of the logo. Right. Mm. All these little things. And it's just incredible to me. Like, you know, while I've been on the phone with you, or you know, while we've been bullshitting for this podcast, I've been making things, sketches while we've been talking. Yeah, like it's a sickness. <laughs> you know, you're possessed, man. There is a there's a bit of a possession. Sure, it's just weird. You know, you're like, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, but you know, I, I think it's possession. Well, yeah. people will say like, you know, you need to fuck. Do I need help? 
Is there someone you can call? <laughs> I think I think as long as you're I think I think as long as there's somewhat balance, you know. I think when it when well, it becomes there's the B word. Yeah, because balance is is really difficult. I have I have a nine year old daughter. I have a wife. I have a, wow. I have friends. You know, like I have. Yeah, people, I've heard of them. Sure. Yeah, exactly. I have people that I love and admire, and I want to spend time with. You know, and yeah, and it's yeah. really important. I think that's a real struggle for possessed creatives myself and a lot of them that i know that are at a high level is finding that balance um giving yourself to people there's this i I read a lot of books um or listen to a lot actually i've been doing a lot of walking recently i got this like this like fitbit garmin thing that like tells me how many steps i do you heard oh, yeah. of I've already, I've already, I've stepped on one and I lost the other one. <laughs> I have the Garmin. I love it. My wife so and I got ugly. it. So ugly. Those little, those little <laughs> pods are so, I mean, the, the one that goes around your wrist is pretty nice looking. No, that's what I have. I have the Garmin. It's pretty but, nice. But then, but then you can feel it on you and stuff. I don't like sure. that. Yeah. Like the one that you, there's like a little teardrop you just put in your pocket. That's better because you can't feel it. Mm. But then you step on it like a dumbass. It's in your pocket. <laughs> well, I, I sleep I, with it. It helps me with my sleep there, tracking. Go. That's good. That's but, good. I mean, I, I broke the damn thing, so now I'm sort of Fitbit-less. Oh, Fitbit-less? You know, anyway, I'll get it back. I'll get it back. <laughs> well, what I do is I take I, – this has encouraged me to get off my ass when I'm sitting here for long – because every hour it beeps at me and says, hey, get up and walk around and for uh-huh. at least three minutes. And it's great for me because it's like – it allows me to break up my day. Um, sometimes it's bad because I like three-hour blocks of time. I found my sweet spot of focus. But yeah. um, what I do now is I'll I'll try to walk at least 30 to 40 minutes. I'll take my dog out. We'll walk for 30, 40 minutes, give him a good walk. And then I listen to these audio books. And the one that I'm listening to now is um, The 4-Hour Workweek. Have you ever heard, heard of that? It. Yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. listened to yeah. it? Yeah, I, I did. I think I did it in the car a couple years ago. And I mean, it's all great and all, but there there's a lot of interesting criticism towards that thing afterwards too. It's, it's a couple years old, right? Isn't it a couple? Mm-hmm. There's seven, a four hour chef too. There's, uh, there's gotta be because he's, yeah. th- I, I would imagine that he's got a lot of hate or like not a lot of hate, but a lot of like, uh, like for me, it's like, you have to take a tremendous leap. You have to basically unprogram to, yeah. to, to apply what he's, what he says he's done. Uh, the unlearning part is very hard. I think a lot of people's logical brains will will attack a lot of his concepts. For me, I, I like to be, uh, I like to open up my mind to all of this because I think it's just like, well, it's just you know, that's pretty powerful. Let me try that. Let me see what that works. Like, what's it, what's it like not to answer emails or look at emails at all until like lunchtime? Yeah, and right. what if I just give like emails to like lunchtime and at four o'clock and then start pushing people to really. Uh, respect my time and and all that kind of stuff and dictating that and 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 i'm there's a power there's a real power there there's a lot of really um good concepts i think that are there it's just a matter how you use them i don't think that i don't think it's right to try and follow exactly what he did but you can try (laughs) i think it's just it's just it's just flipping oh man see i don't know man (laughs) i mean did you try some of the concepts what happened well Tell me, come on. Me, it's like I'd, I'd rather just get down to the forty-hour work week, you know. Oh so, yeah, I'd I'd like to get to the twenty. I'm working on the twenty. Well, I mean, that's great, but um, it's I possible. I don't really um differentiate between work and like I, I really like it. I really like being client busy. work. Pay you oh, paid yeah, work. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know. Done for hire work. Yeah, but see, the thing is, is like what keeps me you know, excited and going is like, oh shit, I have to unload posters and sign them. Like I actually really like that. Like oh, I actually cool. like shipping stuff. I like it. I like, uh, you know, like packaging things. I, I like all those sort of like little tedious things. I, I like, I like. Cleaning. Oh, your clients are your fans though. 
Well, there's that too. I mean, that's yeah. fucking incredible. Thank you, everybody who's ever yeah. bought anything. Thank you. But it's kind of like, I don't know. I think really it's like, you know, I was explaining before, like, oh man, you got, you know, you get your PayPal 1099. Oh shit. <laughs> the Square 1099. Uh oh. And then the one comes from, you know, all your jobs. And then, you know, I feel like whatever, all the stuff stacked up and you're like, man, I need to slow down. I mean, that's, that's been slowly happening to me where it's just kind of like, about a year ago, I got a trainer and I dropped about 35 pounds. Oh, wow. That's huge, I'm, dude. Well, yeah, I'm still down, but I, I, I got down to this whatever little spot and I, I should still keep going. But, you know, I, it, it, that means that was like, that was going like an hour every day for mm. about, you know, like five of seven days. And, you know, you want to kill the guy that's like your trainer. You know? <laughs> and you're bouncing around and I'm running upstairs and I could, I could run one mile, you know, whatever. But I just knew that, like, this is this is a big old change, man. It's like, okay, this shit where you're sitting on your ass. Like, I love the idea that you just said about the thing that reminds you to get up and go do something. Like, I do it anyway because it just kind of like, you know, you, you, I stop myself. I'll save everything. I'll make a note and I'll just, like, put a star where I'm at and get up or a bookmark, we'll just say, and get up and I'll just go and, like – just shift because otherwise I'll start to go crazy if I'm just too focused on one thing, you know? Sure. So, you know, all the distractions in the shop, which are keeping the place clean, keeping everything numbered, shipping stuff, prepping things, you know, I'm trying to be always be smarter with that stuff to say, okay, I just sat here for an hour and there's my little 45 minute bell that just went off. And now I'm going to get up and I'm just going to go pace around 42 different ways. And I just somehow got five blocks out of it, you know? Like, I know it's good for you. And just this last week, man, we read some shit where, like, if you sit down and then even if you work out X amount, you know, you're going to die even younger because you just sit down all day. And it was like, oh, man, is this <laughs> conspiracy to, like, make you buy one of those desks where you stand up? But the fact <laughs> of the matter is we're in this fucking culture where we're sitting on our asses all day long and we need yeah. to be really concerned about that. It's not good for so many reasons. Yeah, And yet – you know, here I am, like, uh-oh, like, I'm stopping myself, and it's like, you know, you're like, uh-oh, you know, like, all right, well, what can I do to change some of this shit? Well, I can go walk more. I can go do this. I can go do that, you know, and, you know, I've had some buddies make some pretty simple changes in their life and drop, like, we're talking, like, 180 pounds. Wow, that is like huge. A person. They, they dropped a person, yeah. They were big people, but, I mean, then they're down to, like, just normal, like, my, you know, and I, I won't name the guy because I don't want to ever embarrass anyone. Sure. But, you know... My buddy, you know, out in the Dakotas, I love you. And I can't believe you did it. You're a total person, and it's it just incredible. It's just incredible. But, you know, he was always a good guy to begin with. But it's just kind of like, damn, you know, I, I, if I, I will sit on my ass and click away at these vectors for hours. <laughs> but, but I, you know, like you said, like, you know, I, I think, you know, it's catching up to where it's like, you know, I mean, health, everything seems to be okay. But we have a responsibility to have to go trick that thing because otherwise yeah. you're just going to go down this like you, know, you have to maybe this kind of sketchy wormhole of like where you don't know any better, and then you're uncomfortable when you have to go huff some shit up the stairs. You know, yeah. that's what was scary when I went and got a trainer and he was like, "Okay, let's go run the stairs." And I looked at him and said, "All right, let's go." And you know, five flights of stairs, man. To the you know, third step number thirty-four, man. I was winded. Yeah. You know? And I, if I went and did it right now, in fact, when I go back down to the shop tonight, I'm going to do it just to see how it goes, mm. you know, just to test myself. And if I get to step 34, 
then I gotta go see my guy again. Kind of <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, because, that's good though. I mean, but at least it's in me. Or a good at diet least, too, you know. Like at least, that. oh yeah, oh yeah, the guilt is in me. In fact, all of January, oh, I've had those are bad cokes. times. I've had two cokes, and I love a coke. I haven't <laughs> had any cokes. So it is so bad for you. Oh, I do about a coke a day, and that shit'll kill you. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, and that's even pretty good considering some of the other turkeys that I know how much they send out, but. <laughs> I haven't really missed it. I mean, I've had a couple that tasted sweet, but, you know, I'm off that shit, man. It's just so bad for you. Yeah. I didn't do that all along, but, yeah, you know. You know I, one, of my, one of my friends said it perfectly, who's um, really physically uh, tuned to himself, and he said that you don't get abs in the gym, you get them in the kitchen. And uh, it's, it's so true. <laughs> like, what you feed your body uh, is a huge it's a huge part of it, you know. What's well, fuel? Yeah, exactly. That's why I like this this Garmin thing or whatever that we use this because it tells me my biometrics. Basically, it tells me what I'm what I'm consuming. Like it just tells me how much calories I'm burning, it, and yeah. I have to put in all the other stuff. Like I, soon enough, it's going to be where I'm going to be able to have a seamless connection with like, okay, well, I've eaten this amount, and I have to do this amount. I've exercised to like match myself per- perfectly uh-huh. if I want it. But it's like some people want to know that information. Some people don't. I understand both sides. I personally like to know more because, like, it helps me see the picture. Yeah, yeah. But I train jujitsu as well. Like, so like the ah. jujitsu like is two hours of just fucking like you're trying not to die, and I'm right. burning I'm burning like twelve hundred to fifteen hundred calories just in that action alone. Cause Pretty it's good. Like, it's fucking brutal, and that's crazy stuff. But that's just part of. But I'm I love I love physical activity. So like so that's like one of my things. But it's the thing that I like about it is like it's just helping me break the day up. And, it, and what it's leading to is me able to just leave the office for a little bit because I work in at home. I work in my office, right. and and I I have to get away from it sometimes, you know. So which yeah. it helps me, but I don't know. This well, yeah, been, I mean, this is this is it's just the response. Okay, it's it's the knowing. Yeah. Like now. I know yes. this shit's not going to cut it. Sit yeah. on your ass all day. Okay, now I know. Now I know. Now I know. You know, it's not like anything <laughs> happened where I have to be really concerned. Yes. But no, it's it's there's, there's no excuse. Yes. There's no excuse. I mean, I mean, I can I can I can part it out fifty different ways, but it's like kind of embarrassing. It's like, man, we we I owe it to you know everyone around me to get this shit figured out at least a little better, you know, otherwise I will sit on my ass and work. And that's just, <laughs> it's just dangerous. You yeah, know, it is. Dangerous. There's it's all dangerous. kinds of things to help with it, but you have to like, it's like anything you have to desire it and want it and stuff. And that's, well, that's no, just like, you, or, or you don't want to die. Yeah. That? Well that too. Or that's... get to some situation where you're like, you know, in some really bad health and listen, I'm no pillar of health by no means. It's <laughs> a fun one, but there, there you go. Let's talk about that. That's a fun one. When someone comes down on you for being big, when they see your video, you know, I was, oh, one of the really? comments was, you know, some guy goes, "Holy shit, this guy made a video in eighteen or fifteen minutes." And the next comment said, "That motherfucker could eat a pizza in eleven minutes <laughs> or something." Or uh, it was like, "Ah, oh, you know, you motherfuckers." Like, <laughs> like a laugh because it's like, dude. dude. Yeah, what what are you gonna do? There's you, a lot of people say about that. I mean, fine, yeah. I say that, whatever. But you know, it was just kind of like, man. People yeah. are meaner. It's getting meaner. I, w- I wouldn't do that. I, w- I just wouldn't do that. I wouldn't hide behind an anonymous co- comment and do it. I just wouldn't do it. It's just for people like in cars, you know, like they're not even humans at that point. It's like they're um, some kind of weird. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's like uh, they, they, they lack the, 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 it's like YouTube comments, you know, it's like people lack uh, emotion or something. There's this weird thing that there's a weird void that's occurring. Just, we were just listening to this um, 
Mark Marin, you know, and he was talking about how everyone, okay, everyone's got an opinion. And there's all the same loudness of the voice on there. But the fact of the matter is this. I still, to this day, and this is going to sound pompous maybe or just sort of what out of that asshole but i always think like what would my mom think right like what would my mom think of what i just wrote like be it a mean comment or a thoughtful comment or 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 some criticism of something right and that's a nice guide because it's just kind of like man no one else is thinking about that. They're just, let, they're just putting it out there for their own little sort of like, what is it? Like their jollies, what you call it? You know, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, they're getting off And on it's themselves. just kind of like, yeah, they're getting off on like, you know, saying something either provocative or kind of harsh or overtly like, you know, just mean or racist or whatever the fuck these people are saying. Well, if they can live with themselves, what does that even say? You know, what does that even say about the bigger picture? And it's like, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I really pride myself in trying to like, you know, when I make a tweet, you know, I do my best to like punctuate the shit and like use like words and you know, like you know what I mean. Like, I'm just, you, yeah, know, yeah. you know, if I say thanks, I say thank you. Period. You know, thx. No, you know, none of this shit. Dude, thx, man. Well, I mean, it just it, it just kind of becomes this thing where it's like, sure, I'm trying it's to genuine. use medium, I'm trying to use the medium in a way that's like creative with the limitations, but not stray from the things I was taught. You know, the things I were taught. You know, like be it how to like form a funny sentence with the words you get to use you know it's too easy to condense things down into plz's and and thx's and and you know you for the for the word y-o-u you know whatever um i find beauty in the people who use that restraint in a, in a cool way and still when you step back they had like proper grammar that to me is really like attractive you know like I, I, there's certain writers i look at and go that guy knows how to write I'm not talking just like when it's good words, but he just knows how to like form, like use semicolons and shit, man. That is really, <laughs> really attractive to me. You know, I don't know what that means. It's like, I'm always You're trying to for it. Good well, grammar. Yeah, I'm, I'm horny for that grammar. That's a, <laughs> yeah. but, um, you know, it, there's something really like, um, I don't know, man. It's like, it, it, it just, really like, you know, just think a bunch of, about a bunch of little kids and like no one can spell and no one knows how to like talk and th- say thank you and like interact and shit. And, and, and I'm, I'm trying to like kind of hold, like, that's why like I, I still write in cursive a lot. Do you? Yeah, man. Of gangster. course. Yeah. Gangster. Listen to you. <laughs> a little, little bit of sass from old ass. Okay. That's all right. Buddy. You're bringing a, a knife to a gunfight. So, you know, right, we're trying to keep this real personal, but I still write in cursive, man, because it's like, I think of my grandma. How beautiful that chicken scratcher hers was, mm, you know. That's true. And it's like, man, look at the garbage. You know, leave that for fucking doctors and prescription notes, right? You know, that kind of like just that chicken scratch you can't read. That's their job. They've always owned that. Let them have it. I'm gonna try <laughs> to craft these tweets or this Instagram hat. You know, like I, I try to number my tweets. I've been numbering for a long time. I'm up to, uh, what am I up to here? Uh, DDC uh, something, some shit. I can, oh, 8379 is what I'm up to, right? <laughs> you put and, that in there and then you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and because I want every tweet to matter, hmm. right? You know, whether or not it's good or bad, sure. I want it to matter. I don't want it just to be this digital vapor of conversation of this back and forth between two people and you, you, you don't really understand the context and you're getting out of hand. That, to me, always shows a lack of craft, you know, just yeah. a little bit of a lack of craft to like not understand that this is transmitting to everybody. 
you yeah. know, and they, they don't understand Permanent. the context of bullshit conversation. <laughs> well, you saw it change to where you could go and touch that little thing that says show conversation, right? Blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. I just like the idea of limitation and saying you only get to do the hashtag at the end of it. Hmm. All right. Well, be creative with that, you know, and you only get to, you know, properly, you know, spell <laughs> and use periods and then still pack it into that 140. That's like a little game to me. It is a mean? game. Yeah. It's That's what makes game. it stand out. That's what makes it. Yeah. 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 So, I, I, like, I like that. That's really interesting that you, it's, it actually makes sense because it matches your approach to logo design, I imagine. So it's oh, funny how you make these, like you bend, you bend your world around these like pillars of, of building or like uh, simplification or rules yeah. of subscri- subtraction, you know, like that's cool. Well, it's just a way to like, you know, what, you know, not that it's a legacy, but it's like, I'd be really proud to go say, all right, tweets 6,700 through 6,720. <laughs> Here they are. And <laughs> a little bit of like, oh yeah. I mean, he really, you know, I mean, I, I, I gotcha. actually think about it a little teeny bit. I mean, sure. I sound dumb in a lot of them, but you know, <laughs> but it's, I, I, I do think about it. I do think about it. I, I think about what it means to somebody, you know, who's reading it or whatever bullshit I'm promoting or, or whatever thing I'm making fun of or whatever band I'm loving. Yeah. You know, um, which, you know, I mean, the, these guys from Torch the other day where I just, you know, it just really hit me. Like when you listen to those three records in a row, it's really pretty cool. You know, whatever that, you know, I, I do this once a week, you know, last month I went on a really gnarly Bob Seeger kick and, and, we're not, I mean, we're talking like, sure, all the classic stuff, you know, Main Street, fucking Hollywood Nights and all the good stuff. Sure, sure. But like, I was getting into like Christmas carols and shit with the guy. You know? <laughs> like the, I mean, it was weird, man. You know, like that one that was the Beverly Hills soundtrack, Bob Seger, that's a terrible fucking song. It's starting to sound good to me. And that's weird, man. It's weird. Uh, but that's, there's, there's a beauty. Like, you know, first of all, man fuck Bob Seger because he has anything to do with Kid Rock. You know, it's so hard to see that because it's Bob Seger. He's from Detroit, you know? Bob Seger, Bobby Seger, the fucking Seger sound system, whatever it was. But it's like, I forgot how wonderful those old songs are, you know? And like, I don't know, and I still listen to that thing and I listen with such a new reverence now for what those things meant about getting out in the open road and all this kind of shit. He talks about leaving Mackinac City. You know how many times I've left Mackinac City in my life so many times you probably have no idea where that's at no where's that michigan get a get a google going uh okay, yeah, I'm, go- I'm googling that shit mackinac which you know you have to look where the upper peninsula uh, and the lower peninsula meet it's the mackinac bridge mm, okay and, and little, little mackinac island right there um but mackinac city is the city that you go through and if you take that big old number two and take a big old fucking left you go all the way to Montana or something. You know what I mean? Like next stop is Nebraska. Not in, no, 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 North Dakota. You know, you're way up there. I mean, you know, if you do it right, you go all, obviously down along, you know, uh, 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 the coastline of, of, of the top of Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then you get into, you know, Wisconsin and Minnesota. But anyway, it's just that little lyric in that dead old song. Like we used to hate when we were making pizza. And like Bob Seger would come on. It's, <laughs> it's funny now you're coming around to like listening oh to it and being God. about it. I can listen to Bruce Springsteen for days. Oh yeah, I'm not there yet. You know, just give it. I know. I'll I know. give it some time. Well, yeah. you know I, remember, I remember loving Rush, mm. but it equally being like, oh 
oh man, I'm so sick of Rush. And I listen to those great, that greatest hits record so much now. So, so much. It's weird, man. I don't know. I mean, I'm, you know, I buy all. Ride the Lightning for me when I was growing up. Mm, man. I Master go. Puppets. That's, I mean, that's when I, that was my childhood. There you go. That's pretty good, man. I that's, listen. That's I, fucking good. That's the, uh, there's no band like that. I mean, let's talk about that. What a bunch of turds they've turned out. Into. <laughs> I'll say you're, nothing, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, you're not, I mean, tell me the last time you listened to, to garage days, you know, like the, no. the, the, why would the, I listen to that? Second one, the second one, the one, whatever it was, one where they were all like makeuped up like, <laughs> oh, and done to look like they were like, I've been, you know, one guy's holding a wrench. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's like watching like your best friend just, I don't know, drink Drano just, or something. Well, I mean, like, hey, just, you don't do that. No, <laughs> that black album that weren't all that bad, you know, and I remember seeing so them in that era. Yeah. You, you've seen them. It's heavily right? overproduced. You know, once they lost Cliff Burton, I think a lot of things changed. Oh, that, you know, that, so. that guy doing that crab walk and shit now? When they lost Newstead, <laughs> I think he saw the writing on the wall, man. Yeah. Like, you, got, like, you know. Um, <laughs> crab walk. Yeah, no, That's offense, a, uh, no offense to infectious grooves. Oh, my God. You want to talk about unlistenable. There you go. <laughs> capital U. Well, 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 that's the dude now. He's, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's a happy guy. He's a good bass player, but come on, man. I mean, that's, this is, you know, what I know them as a kid, they were dangerous. Yeah. Drunk and dark and fucking rad. Right. You love that because that's what you wanted to be or felt somewhat related to. There was just something cool there. They were bridging the punk gap with misfits. Metal. They were, and they were bridging the metal gap. They're making they, fun of all the air, air bands too. And they were, and they, and they, they came out and they had this integrity to them. And you see it now, like just. I mean, you've seen the documentary, right? Uh, which one? The some kind of monster. I haven't seen that. No. Okay, don't watch it. Yeah, As I a won't. Fan, do not. Watch it. <laughs> we're talking about Metallica for those that don't understand what we're talking about. That thing, that's gonna hurt, man. Okay, I won't watch it. Because no. you're gonna see. What millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars do to four, you know, rad people or three rad people or whatever it was. Yeah. And anywho, I mean, if anyone's listening from Metallica, here's what I would say: Don't let Kirk talk on camera. There you go. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> oh man, I, I there's I, I remember. Um, they're, 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 and Justice for All uh, is just amazing. Oh, it's an amazing, it's so, like, if you want power, it's just it's so great. It's, it's beautiful. We used to make pizza yeah. to that, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About 1988, uh, we were making pizza to that. <laughs> about you once a month, I'll put, I'll put that on there. <laughs> I was born in 83. My little sister was, too. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. So you would have been about, you would have been about five when that came out. But, you know, I was 15, man. And it yeah. was, oh, so God, that must have been perfect. My my buddy Danny uh, Danny I've had him on the podcast too. He's a tremendous talent, but he uh, he I remember ta- him telling me stories where he saw them live in like a garage or something when they were oh, just wow. starting out. So he's a little older or something. Yeah, he, I think I think Danny's got to be in like it's a good ten years ahead of me. I think he's sure. he's wicked talented. He's a really great guy. You'd probably like that podcast. Very honest and just really great. Just very very similar to our talk now. And he just his 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 explaining of the emotion and the energy 
was just spot on. And yeah, it's like what it's become. It's just a bummer. It, it, sometimes you just wish that people would pull the plug. It's, you could say the same thing about like the Star Wars and all that stuff. It's all like, dude, come it. on, yeah. man. I, mean, I, I won't even get into any of that. I mean, sure. like, but there's, the, there, you know, like and when I look back at everything too, it's but like. are you excited for the new one? Oh, yeah. I'm curious, you know. You I, are going to go and you're going to be a big <laughs> fucking bad popcorn. I can't wait. You know what? How many times in your life? Because remember, I remember when we got, you know, got down in a jar jar, and that was so oh, bad. What the fuck? So, <laughs> I know, I know, but I know, but you have to understand. There's a little six year old really look at you know and understand sure, the social political, social political, you know, kind of snafu that those guys were doing there. I mean, those guys, this just bad. But to a little fit, you know, six year old, like I saw Star Wars when I was four in '77. Mm. Right, I was four wow. or three and a half or whatever the hell it was, and it's like it's like. Uh, 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 I remember it, and you know, That's you were powerful. just you were just blown away. So, okay, then when you're 34 and you're picking it apart, it's just not the same. It's thing. not the same. It's not even so close. I, I, I have a lot of I have a lot of um, you know, I, I have a lot of interest in like when people come down on George Lucas, and it's like I leave sure. it alone. It's his you thing know. to make. You know. Yeah, I have I the mean, same I, thing. Yeah. We all have an opinion. It's like opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them. Well, of course, of course. Yeah, I just so. think you know. Just remind yourself when you go after that stuff. If you take your six-year-old, watch your six-year-old, and that might answer some of your little questions. You know what sure. I'm saying? Because well, that kid's just going to be fucking blown away. You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> we like I my my daughter knows how much I love Star Wars, but she like doesn't want to watch it. So she's kind of uh, messing with me. <laughs> yeah. And we sat down and watched New Hope, like at least half of it last night yeah. for the first time. And she was, uh, she was into it. I don't think she was well, into yeah. it as much. I think she's, she, she's on a whole different level of like stimulus. She needs like a whole different thing. I think. Yeah. You know? and, and for me, I feel like I'm, I'm getting old where I'm like, look at this. This is like, I told her before it started, I looked at her and I said, this is the good stuff. <laughs> and she's right, like, right, right. she's like, whatever dad, you know, <laughs> but it was, yeah. just, I don't well, know. I yeah. know. I know. I mean, Hey, that's, that's all part of it, you know. To go back and just snip that Metallica thing in the in the, in the butt. I I just want to say it's like, you know, what those guys personified for me. I oh, hope kids see that in them today. I don't think they do. No, there was no. Something, there was something really beautiful. Like you're talking about your buddy who got to see them, you know, oh, back God. in the day and stuff, you know, or whatever that was. Yeah. And I just, you know, I I hope kids are getting that little buzz. When you know with them or whatever that would be, because that made me want to move west. It made me want to grow my hair long. It made me want to wear a black T-shirt. It made me want to, you know, understand what the fuck Satanism was really was. You sure. know, because you, we were at this. You know, we were went, went, saw what was it called? It was called the God, the, the Titans of Rock or the Clash of the Clash of the Rock Titans or some shit. It was Megadeth, Slayer, and. <laughs> And fucking something else. Anyway, anyway, and you know what? Megadeth was terrible, man. And I was never a Megadeth fan. Yeah, me uh, neither. Yeah. But nevertheless, you know, uh, 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 fucking uh, during the Slayer show, and I've never really a Slayer fan. Same. But they have some good tracks. Well, th- someone was passing out these like, like, uh, 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 oh, you know, no. like satanic Bible verses oh, <laughs> or some shit, or like, you know, like these like recruiter things and I have oh. still in my in my in my ship from high school somewhere. That's hilarious. And I remember just being like, Wow, man, like, yes, this is so weird because I was raised fucking Catholic or whatever, but like <laughs> there's still something to it. It's sure. not necessarily you know, who knows if it's bad, good, whatever. Sure. But you know, at least Metallica opened that door to me. 
or whatever that was. You know, if you like Metallica, then you went and saw the Clash of the Rock Titans or whatever the hell that tour was called. You know, and Anthrax was fucking great. They were great. Mm. Go look at them now. They're just oh god, you guys, man. I hope you got savings. I hope they have four one. You know, cape because it's bad. I don't even think Scott Ian's involved in it. No, he's not. No, it's not is he? Yeah. God damn it! How can it even? You know, well, what are you gonna do? What are you- exactly. Let's wrap it up. Oh, man. Dude, this is I, I hate to cut it off, but I have to go. I have to get we gotta get some stuff done for the family right now. I but work. right, right. Yeah, and you gotta get your work done. I've been distracting you from it. But seriously, I I hope you've enjoyed it more than anything. I think uh it's been a really great talk. So I really appreciate it. And I think there's been so much fun stuff to talk about and you know you're welcome to come on and talk anytime you ever want to. If you have something <laughs> well, cool that you want to like good talk about review. and promote. So. Well, thanks, man. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know, uh, at the end of these things, you're always supposed to have some cute thing to say. But, man, fuck, go to, go to It's I haven't updated the damn front page in about a month, and I apologize for that. But go there, and by the time you go there, it'll be updated. And go check out the merch. Buy some stuff. Go to fieldnotesbrand.com and start a whole new life on our little three-and-a-half by five-and-a-half pages on graph grid ruled or plain go start your whole new life and make notes and discover things about your life and your brain on a blank sheet of paper you know, poetry gambling losses whatever <laughs> whatever you want people you know and everybody thank you so much for for listening to um this podcast or going and seeing one of my goofy little videos thank you everybody for leaving a comment even the nasty ones all right all you grad student pricks Crazy all fucks. you guys yeah whatever you. <laughs> and go work yeah, Do go get a job. <laughs> Thank you, you guys. Yeah, of course, uh, and, man. Uh, we'll have yeah. links to all your stuff, too. So maybe we'll make sure everybody yeah, has access when, to it. Yeah, you're editing this thing, make me sound smart. There's okay. no edits. There's no edits. It's yeah, great. There's, in, if you really have uh, something that you don't like. But that's the one thing I love about it, too. It's you. all the Metallica fans who are fans of the Lou Reed and Metallica record Sorry. are going <laughs> to come after me. What, then what? Uh, they can come after me, too. And I'll say, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so Poor Lou Reed. Anyway, all right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Links and stuff, and I'll blow it out of the water and all my Twitters and all my shit, too. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you again, Aaron. Appreciate it, man. Have a great day, and have fun creating. And that's it for this week's episode, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. You can find links to Aaron's work and all the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 92 you can also find links to our facebook and twitter and please give us a shout out on itunes by going to thecollectivepodcast.com slash itunes you guys and gals have a wonderful day and go make something amazing peace out y'all